Welcome back to our High Five, where we're gonna highlight five awesome things that are happening in the life of our church. So let's jump into it. Up at number five, we're celebrating Josh and how God is moving in his life. This past Sunday, he was baptized at our Bedford outpost, and it was a beautiful celebration of his faith in Jesus. Way to go, Josh. This high five goes out to you today. Up at number four, if you didn't already know, Tuesday, August 1st was National Night Out, an evening hosted by police and fire departments all over the country to get out and have a blast in their local communities. In the city of Franklin, members of our Franklin Outpost joined in on these festivities at Odell Park with pink lemonade, tons of snacks, and even tie-dye t-shirts. Way to go, Franklin, and high five to sharing God's love with your community. Here at number three, registration for our fall semester of Rooted is open and many people have signed up. So now is your chance to embark on this 10-week discipleship journey with them. In walking through Rooted, you'll come to know God for His character, experience the power of prayer, and discover freedom from life's stronghold. Register now at church.one slash rooted and high five strong roots in God's love. In at number two, our Bedford Outpost gifted over 60 tickets to Cannibal Lake Park, to the Bedford Fire and Police Departments, and to the Manchester Boys and Girls Club. They had a blast visiting the park and getting to share God's love in this way. So high five Bedford to more times like these. And finally, up at number one, we're celebrating the seven baptisms our Manchester Outpost experienced this past week. This high five goes out to Rachel, Christy, Jocelyn, Justice, Will, Miles, and Gianna. We are so excited for how God is working in and through you. Thanks for joining us for our high five, and I can't wait to celebrate with you in the next one. Well, all right. Our God is good, is he not? Our God is a wonderful, awesome God. It's, what, it's neat to watch the names of people who said, I'm going to follow you, Jesus. And maybe that's you today. Maybe today's the day that God is speak on your heart and you're like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow him. I'm going all in with this thing. And maybe, maybe you're like halfway there. Maybe you've been in and you're like, man, I, I've like, I've wandered away a little bit. He is the good shepherd. He's calling you back to himself. And so wherever you are on whatever spectrum you might find yourself, may you know that you're invited into a relationship with Jesus. And that is absolutely wonderful. We all pray with me. Father God, I thank you for today. Lord, we got today. And Lord, it is easy to... Um, worry about tomorrow. It is easy to be thinking about all of the stuff that weighs us down today. Lord, I pray that you might speak to us in these moments. Lord, I thank you for my brothers and sisters who are here right now. Lord, there's highs and lows of life. There's ups and downs. There's all kinds of things that confront us, but you are the good shepherd. And so, Lord, may you lead us. May you guide us. Lord, may, may not be the words of a man, but a demonstration of the power of your spirit at work that you might speak to us and that you might give us ears to hear. It's your name we pray. Amen. So it's probably the most famous, actually, section of Scripture. Um, Psalm 23. You often hear it at, at, at funerals. And I get it. I understand why, because it's like, it's, it's the Lord is my shepherd. He's going to guide me and he's going to lead me. He's with me in the lowest of valleys. But it's also, man, it's a, it is a Scripture about life. It's about a shepherd who loves you and leads you and guides you, and he's a good shepherd. And so we're going to read it. We're going to read Psalm 23. It's going to be up here on the screen. You can just watch as I read through it. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. 
The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. That's a big statement. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the paths, the right paths for his name's sake. Now, even though I walk, even though I might find myself in the darkest of valleys, I will fear no evil. For you, you, my shepherd, you're with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The, the Lord is a shepherd. And the Lord is our good shepherd. Sometimes I can find myself following other shepherds. Sometimes I like to be the shepherd of my life. You probably have too. You probably do too sometimes. Any of you like to be your own shepherd? Like you get to call the shots. You get to go where you want to go. You get to do what you want to do. You're a little sheep like running astray. And that's fun for a while, right? It's fun for a while to like get to, get to go your own way and get to make your own decisions. How many of you, like as you have been the shepherd of your own life, have ever found yourself in a place that you did not want to be? You find yourself in the briars. You found yourself in the thicket. And you're like, how in the world did I get here? Where did God, did he abandon me in the midst of this? No, you've been shepherding yourself for a little while. And so sometimes we, sometimes we try to shepherd our own lives. And if you're anything like me, that is not the best scenario. That is not the best solution. And so sometimes there's other shepherds that we follow. Sometimes there's the voices. And I mean, they can come from all, all different places. They can come from your family. You got to be this. You got to be that. You got to do that. You got to do this. It can come from your coworkers. It can come from people you go to school with. Like, here's the vision of what it looks like to be a high schooler. Now you got to fit all of that. There's, there's all kinds of shepherds that we can follow. But I would say that how do you know when you're following the wrong shepherd? Well, if you look at Psalm 23, you'll start to get a glimpse of it. Um, if you feel like there is things lacking in your life. Like, I think we all in the human level can feel a lack of things. But, but what the psalmist says, he says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. And you know, I'm like wrestling through that because there's probably things in your life that you feel like you are lacking. And that might be true from, from type of, some type of physical type of thing. But what is it saying? When the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. There's no thing that I lack. It's, it, it, could it be that your shepherd is saying that he is enough? And even let that float that in your mind for whatever it is that is, you know, got the best of you, that he is enough, that he is sufficient, that he is, he's enough. I mean, think about that. The God of creation knows you and loves you and cares for you, gave his life for you. Like, what more do we actually need? And I can worry and I can have all of this stuff in my life, but, but he is sufficient that he is enough. And so maybe I'm following the wrong shepherd if I feel like I'm always lacking in something. Is your life filled with confusion and angst and frustration all of the time? Well, it says the good shepherd, when, when you're following the good shepherd, he will lead you into quiet waters. He will lead you into rest. And we are a culture that loves turmoil and a, and a culture like loves being busy and all of this stuff. And yet it says the good shepherd. No, the heart of the good shepherd is to lead you into rest, into peace. And you're like, I want that. Like, who doesn't want peace and rest? Why am I following all these other shepherds? You ever ask yourself that question? Why am I following all of these other things? Have you ever found yourself in the middle of fear? I can fear a little bit. Fear tends to be the one thing that creeps up in me, and my guess is with all of you here, so fear is one of those things. And yet he says something like this, when the Lord is my shepherd, I can find myself in the darkest of valleys. 
And we're human beings, and so you have probably, or are, some of us, and will be, past, present, future, find yourself in a dark valley, and yet it says, when the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not fear. Why shall I not fear? Because I know that he's present with me. And if God is with me, then he's with me in the valley, and he's with me on the mountaintop, he's with me all along the way. Scripture says, if God is for us, then what can stand against us? And maybe that's just what you need to hear today. If God is for you, and he is, what can stand against you? If he did not spare his son, his very self, but gave himself in love for you, then how will he not also with him give us all things? And therefore, neither life nor death, neither angels nor demons, nothing can separate us from the love of God. I'm preaching a whole different sermon there. Um, So let's just stick with where we're at. The Lord is my shepherd, and when I'm walking with him. So why do I keep following other shepherds? We're in a series called Hi, My Name Is, and we're looking at the names of Jesus. And John, John will, John does this unique thing where he, he, he finds these moments when Jesus takes this I am statement of Exodus. God is meeting with Moses in a burning bush and he's telling Moses, Moses, I want to call you out of shepherding sheep and I want you to shepherd my people Israel. And Moses is like, this is too big of a task for me. And you've had that too, right? Parents like, this is too big of a thing for me. Like you fill in the blank of what is ever too big. And God says, I don't worry because I will go with you. And Moses is like, well, who are you? And that's when Moses tells That's where God tells Moses his name. He says, I am the I am. And so our memory verse uh, comes from Exodus chapter 3, verse 14. It's going to be on the screen. I'm going to ask that you all say it loud and proud with me as you hear, as you get to say the name of God. How strange is that on our lips to be able to say the name of God? But this is what it says. God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. Can I tell you that the I am is with you right now? And he's a good shepherd. He's leading you and he's guiding you. He's wanting to to bring you into life. And sometimes it's fear and sometimes it's confusion. And sometimes it's like everything is lacking. And he says, no, I am enough. I am sufficient. I will be here for you in the midst of it. And so, Exodus chapter 30, I mean, Ezekiel chapter 34. Ezekiel chapter 34. um, Every now and then, or often, God raises up people to help lead people towards himself and in the time of Ezekiel there's shepherds that have risen up among the ranks I suppose religiously speaking who were called to to lead the sheep only in Ezekiel chapter 34 God says shepherds you're doing a terrible job my, my sheep are getting pulled off by wolves. My, you're, you're taking their wool and you're making like coats out of them. I, I'm ad-libbing a little bit. Like you're eating some of the sheep. What are you doing eating some of the sheep? Do you even care about my sheep? And so Ezekiel 34, this is what God says. He says, you know what? I'm going to shepherd my people. I'm going to be the shepherd of my people. And then all of a sudden you pass through the pages of scripture and all of a sudden you come into the New Testament. And in John chapter 10, Jesus, God in flesh, makes this I am statement. As we go through the I am statements, the I am statement that Jesus says is, I am the good shepherd. You look to the good shepherd of the Old Testament. David spoke about a good shepherd who leads and guides, and and Israel's looking for someone who doesn't bail on them or abandon them. And Jesus in John chapter 10 says, I am the good shepherd. I am the one you were looking for. And here's the thing about a shepherd a shepherd's got to love sheep. If a shepherd doesn't love sheep, 
best shepherd ain't a good shepherd, and those sheep are not very good. Like, school's coming up, and I was thinking about this. I'm thinking about, if, like, you know, they do all these meet the teachers and stuff. Like, meet the teachers, and then if you, if you met, like, your, your, like your, your little fourth grader's teacher, and they're like, oh, oh, I don't really like kids. I can't stand kids. You're like, I don't know if you're going to that school anymore then, kid, because, because that is not a good sign if you don't like kids. And so a shepherd, the good shepherd, is pro-you. And that might sound weird, because we're living this meat culture some sense. And so we might say, well, what are you talking about? The shepherd is pro-me. Like, like sometimes we have this view of God. I don't know, he's harsh and he's stern and he's always, he's, he's always like trying to, trying to yank the best of us and, and he's always seeing us as what we're not. But that's not Jesus. That's right. <laughs> Jesus is for you. That's right. And sometimes it can sound a little soft. Jesus is pro-you. But what would it be otherwise? That's right. John chapter 3, we sang it in the second song. For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son. For God so loved the world that he sent his son. That anyone who believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Then it goes on to say this in verse 17. That's often missed sometimes because we stop at 16 after we see it at football things. But 17 says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Why do we do that all the time? For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might find life through him. The good shepherd, the good shepherd is pro-sheep, right? What? Like, what else would it be? The good shepherd is pro-you. The good shepherd is for you. He's not against you. Like, even, Scripture will say this, even while we were doing our worst against God, he was giving his best for us. While we were still sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. And I can tell you, that's why it's good news. If he's not pro-you, it's bad news. Like, good thing it says good, shepherd. Because any other adjective might make us a little worried. This is what Jesus says. In this John chapter 10, verse 11 through 13, he says, I am. I am the good shepherd. The shepherd of Ezekiel, the God says, I will be for my people. I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd, listen to what it says here, lays down his life for the sheep. He gives himself for the sheep. Why does he give himself for the sheep? Because he loves the sheep, because he knows the sheep have value, because he knows that, that the sheep are important. He says, I lay down my life for the sheep. Now the hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and it scatters. The man runs away because he's a hired hand and he cares nothing for the sheep. But Jesus says, I'm pro you. And so what does pro you look like? Well, he is your protector. The shepherd protects. Sheep are just a bunch of wool. Like, if you look at a sheep, you're like, whoa, there's a lot of wool there. A big cotton ball floating around. A cotton ball with legs. It's like, there's nothing fierce about a sheep. So we need a protector. And I'm like, well, what is he protecting us from? What, is, what, is, what, is, what, what, do, I, what do I need protection from? And, and I could name a lot of things that, I, that, that perhaps I need protection from, but I'm going to be honest here. Like, I need protection from me. Because this sheep can wander. This sheep can find some things and wander off from, from, from what God's plan might be. And so I can go off course. He sometimes has to protect me from the own thoughts going on inside my head. We can get stuck in endless loops of 
self-loathing and self, 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 I suppose. And so protect me from that. The, the Lord is my shepherd. He is the good shepherd. And, and if I can trust him and know that he will protect me, that, that my protection is not in me, because we can spend a lot of time trying to protect ourselves, but my protection is in him. He's my provider. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I lay my life down for the sheep. There's, there's provision that he gives. Well, what kind of provision? Jesus, as he's kind of beginning his ministry, he says something. That I, don't, I don't know if you think of this in terms of provision. I mean, I do think about the, he leads me beside quiet waters and he leads me into green pastures. And so there's a provision that he gives. Um, but when I think about provision, for some reason, my mind went here. He says, are you tired? Come to me. Are you burdened? Come to me. Are you heavy laden? He says, come to me and I can give you rest. I can provide a peace beyond your ability to understand. And so I can be your provision. And lastly, he, he's pro you in the sense that he's our promoter. And that sounds weird. I get it. It sounds weird when he says, God is my promoter. Until you start thinking about how much you try to promote yourself. About how much we care about what other people think of us. Of how much I might try to measure up. You know, we have this whole social media world of like, how can I present? How can I present? How can I promote? How can I, how can I show myself to other people? How, 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 can, how can I let other people know that my life is in some way of value? And so, so what if Jesus says, no, you don't actually have to do that? Because you're in fact my son and daughter. That's right. And your identity is not in what others say about you, think about you. It's not in what you think or say about yourself. Your identity is in me. And so Jesus will say something like this. When you pray, you don't have to, you don't have to, to, to do it in some big, long symphony of prayer and so, so, so that all the people around you can hear you. He says, when you pray, you can, you can actually close your door. And I will. I will raise up the humble. You don't have to exalt yourself. So Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, and I lay my life down for the sheep. And so Jesus is pro you. But Jesus also knows you, which is confusing to me sometimes. Jesus knows you, which is absolutely beautiful. Like right now, all of you that I'm staring at and all of you staring at me, there is some amazing thing that Jesus knows you. Now, that's terrifying. If, like if you take this the wrong way, that is terrifying. It's one thing that we already know. And so if we have, we struggle with ourselves. like how could Jesus know me and, and still love me or care for me? And we, so some of us, we have that struggle. And some of us have this fear of, I'm not sure that he knows me. And we don't want to be fully known necessarily. And so we put on fronts and we put on images and we, we become self-promoters in some sense. And if you're able to tear all of that away and say, no, Jesus knows me. He knows my thoughts. He knows my actions. He knows my fears, my worries. I'm convinced that one of the greatest fears that we have, and maybe this is, just says more about me or not, but one of the greatest fears that we have, I think, is rejection. Is to be known and not loved. And so we have these fears, like, if people really knew who I was, if I had to tear down every wall that I put up, every guard, every mask that I put on, and people saw me as I actually would, I'm not sure, like, how they would how they would respond to receive me. Jesus knows you. And you got pets. Any of you notice how, if you've had pets over the years, like, they all have different traits, right? 
And they have different personalities. Any of you have like crazy pets, like crazy pets that are like insane? You're like, what's going on with this? Weirdest cat I've ever seen in my life. What in the world? Like, and yet that's who they are. You know that. And, and sometimes they have like markers. They have like identi- identity markers. Like, oh, like, like our dog. We have a, we have a Weimar on her. And she's got this little, almost like a, a, a bow tie-ish thing, a line across her, her, her chest. And like, oh, you could, I know that. That's her. That's, that's Bonnie. Shepherds spend a lot of time with sheep. And don't think that they're not anything like you. They start to know sheep. There's old wrinkle ear, and there's, there's the ones with little spots here and there. There's the timid ones. Oh, I gotta, I gotta keep, gotta keep like, keep getting this one to, to, to walk. There's the, there's the wild one. Maybe you're the wild sheep. You're the wild sheep. There's that one keeps on running off. Like, but you kind of love that one too because there's that wild side. You're like, oh, I, the shepherd spends a lot of time with the sheep. Shepherd knows his sheep. Which isn't it kind of amazing? Right now at this moment, if all our different weirdness, personalities, everything about you, the good, the bad, is known by God. Goes on to say this. um, Jesus will say this. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. And my sheep know me. I was struck by verse 15, and to be honest, I don't have a lot to say about it. Just probably more than anything in this section. I don't know why. But it says, my sheep know me just as the Father knows me. I'm like, what? Like, hold on. (laughs) This is just something for you to put in your pocket and take home because I don't really understand this. Just as the Father knows Jesus, my sheep know me and I know my sheep. It's as though, like, we're invited into relationship with the Trinity. I don't understand that completely. I want it, but I'm not sure if I fully understand it. I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as the Father knows me. Like, what? Can I truly know God that way? And I lay down, I lay down my life for my sheep. Then he says this in verse 16. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them in also that they too will listen to my voice. And there shall be one flock and one shepherd. Oh man, there's a lot here. The shepherd knows his sheep. You are known and you are loved. David, I... There's another time he's, I don't know, in my mind, he's always sitting on a rock as a shepherd. David was a shepherd, the one who wrote Psalm 23. He's a shepherd, so he knows a little bit about shepherding. He's sitting on a rock, and he's looking at the stars. What else are you supposed to do? And he has this question, what are you? Who am I? Who am I that, I'm, that you are mindful of me? And yet, across this globe, with all of us, and everyone in this room, like, he knows us all and loves us. Which is something really worthy to sing songs about, right? It's something worthy to praise. It's, he loves us. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. And then he says this weird thing. He says this weird, not only that I'm invited into that relationship of, of knowing him as God knows, as, as the Father knows the Son, and the Son knows the Father, and us knowing him, but, but then there's these other sheep. And sometimes you can get mad, like, who are these other sheep? What are, what are you talking about, other sheep? Usually when Israel's spoken of in the shepherd 
good shepherd, shepherd sheep kind of language. It's talking about Israel and, and God is the one who's leading them. And so Jesus saying, all of a sudden, that I am the good shepherd, and there's another flock, by the way, probably made them a little edgy. Like, wait a minute, what are we talking about? What are we, what are we talking about? Another flock? What? what? But we, were, we are the flock. And what Jesus is saying, no, it's too small of a thing for you just to be the flock. And I would say for us, it's too small of a thing for this thing that we are in to just be about us, which is the temptation, tempting thing to do with religion, right? It's like, oh, this is about us. We've got to keep it about us. We've got we to everything focus on us. We can't have others in the midst of it. And yet Jesus says, no, I, I want you to know that there's other sheep that I'm after. Amen. So at one church, we pray for what? Lord, please give me one person to share your love with. We all pray with that with me. Lord, please give me one person to share your love with. Why do we do that? It's because it's not about us. It's about the shepherd, and it's about his sheep. And so what Jesus is saying is that it's not just for the nation of Israel. It is for the whole world. It's for, it's, I got sheep that, that you haven't even thought about yet that I'm bringing into the fold so that there is one sheep and that there is one shepherd. The invitation is, is wide and open, and, and here's the beauty. Then we're united together in him. You're a weird sheep. I'm a weird sheep. Here's a sheep. There's a sheep. We're all weird sheep. And you're different and I'm different and we're different and they're different. And God is saying, no, Jesus is for anyone and everyone and whoever wants to come and know him. And so Jesus is pro you. Jesus knows you. And finally, Jesus rescues you. The good shepherd rescues his sheep. Jesus, as he's beginning his ministry, I think it's towards the beginning. I think it's towards the beginning. It may not be. He says, I want you to think about this. If, if a father has five kids and one of them goes missing, does he just say, oh, I got four more? He didn't say that. He talks about shepherding. He says, suppose a shepherd has 100 sheep. Suppose a shepherd has 100 sheep and one of them, let's just name it you. <laughs> That's funny in multiple levels. Um, that was not planned. That was just awesome. Um, <laughs> let's just name that sheep you that one runs off Jesus says this he says will he not leave the 99 will he not leave the 99 to go after that one now if you're part of the 99 you might be frustrated because you want to get on the shepherd says no that one matters and when I find that one We're going to throw a party. When I find that one, I'm going to put him or her on my shoulders. I'm going to bring him back to myself. Because that sheep was lost, but now the sheep is found. And so the one matters. Jesus rescues his sheep. This is what he goes on to say, that the reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life. So often in our religious circles, we can get this wrong view of God that somehow he's out to get us. In the negative sense. When the truth is, he is out to get us. But the out to get us is that to bring, him, bring us back to himself, not how to destroy us. And here's the thing. What Jesus is saying about what he's come to earth to do 
is because the Father, the Father wants it. The Father wants his people to be in relationship with him. The God of the universe who made everything and all that is wants to be in relationship with you. And the people that you know that don't know. And so he goes this, he says, I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, which is kind of interesting. It's like Jesus was not just some martyr who died. He's a king on a rescue mission, which is different than a martyr who dies. He's a king who says, this is what I am doing according to my father's plan. And because of my love for them, I will lay myself down for them as their shepherd. I will step in when no one else would step in. The other hired hands, man, they run away when things get tough. And I can tell you that people will fail you all the time. And sometimes our faith can be rocked by people who have failed us. And maybe that's been you in some sense. But Jesus is saying, yeah, the hired hands, they will run away. But it ain't their sheep. They're mine. Because they're my sheep, I, I lay my life down for them. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. God is pro you. The shepherd is for you. And if that sounds weird or soft, we might have to ask what shepherd... Have you been listening to? God knows you. And that ain't soft because you're not soft. Like, you're you're hard. You're hard to wrestle through sometimes. We're hard to wrestle through. I I won't put it on you. I'm hard to wrestle through sometimes. But I'm known by God and loved by God. While I'm at my worst, he's giving his best. And Jesus comes to rescue you. And so I'm thinking, okay, well, what do you do? This? What do you do with this? Because I don't want you to leave here today, like having, having heard, but not. What do you, what do, you do with this? I, I would say, follow the right shepherd. Stop following the wrong shepherds, because the wrong, the wrong shepherds they'll just cut and run, and you've probably. F- felt that many times in your life but God is faithful and true and consistent and powerful and sacrificial and you're invited to to know him and to follow him and to walk with him the good shepherd is sitting at a table with his disciples and He says to them, this is my body that's been given for you. And what we do in this, what some might perceive for the first time, like if you, like this is a weird moment. But we're celebrating a king who, who came, a king who loved, a king who died, a king who was raised to life again because he had all power so that we could find that we have been found. So we take to our king. The good shepherd said, this is my blood that was poured out for you. Whenever you do this, remember me. Remember that I'm for you, not against you. Remember that I'm inviting you to myself. Remember that I know you completely. Everything you're struggling through, everything you're wrestling through, I know it completely. Everything you've done and everything you haven't done. 
for you and I'm with you and I give my life for you as we take to our King. Would you all stand with me? There's this verse in Deuteronomy that says, what, what other people is so great that have their God who is near them and hears them when they pray to him? And I thought that's the privilege that we have. Like we get to, we get to speak to the good shepherd. We don't just hear about the good shepherd. We don't, aren't just known by the good shepherd. It's like we get to talk to him. And so if there's anything in your life in which you need prayer, I'll be down in front, and Elizabeth will be down in front over here. Lori will be in the back. If there's anything we can pray for you about, we would love to do that. Or if today's the day, you're like, all right, I'm done, uh, I'm done like wandering. I will yield to the shepherd's rescue. There's a way in which we do that. The first is by confessing, Jesus, you are my Lord, and I give my life to you. But the other way we do that is through baptism, where we say, my life is now the old life, the old me, the old sheep. Is buried with my king, buried with my shepherd, and raised to new life. And no one does it for me. It's, I'm making this decision. And so if today's the day that you would like to be baptized into Jesus, there's water over here. Again, I'll be down in front, or you can go right up to Elizabeth and be baptized into him. We all pray with me. Lord, you're the good shepherd. And we are your sheep. And we're all unique. We're all different. Some of us are running every which way. Lord, may, may you give us ears to hear your voice. And Lord, may we follow you. Thank you, Jesus, for laying down your life. Thank you, Jesus, for your power that raised you to life again. And help us to know and become convinced that that same power is at work in us. With whatever valley, whatever mountaintop we're on, that you are here. And that because you are here, we lack nothing. Jesus, we love you. It's your name we pray. Amen.
as you stand before you Lord we thank you for this day let's remember that he's the good shepherd he leads us he guides us he protects us and he, most importantly he loves us so we encourage you to find someone to share our love with amen so God bless you guys and have a great week come on